When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Just a quick note that this episode contains depictions of stalking, harassment and home invasion, so please make sure you listen with care. Let's say you were single, Tom. Okay. And you had gone out on a date with somebody. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't bad. Not bad. Um, okay. But you're not really feeling it. But then they text to say that they were super feeling it and really looking forward to next time ah, okay. you see them. How how would you let them down? So it's a one a one way street scenario, this one. <laughs> it's hard letting someone anyone down, right? Or you feel like in this particular scenario, you feel like you're letting them down. But it's dating, right? You have to be kind of more scientific and analytical about it, right? If I'm gonna if I don't let this person down and I keep going on dates, dragging it out longer and longer. Yeah. That's just more time for them to get deeper yes. in their feelings and emotions. And right. you're just wasting your own time by going on date after date after date, dragging it out. Um, how do you do it? Yeah. Kind of be, try, and be, try and be nice. Yeah. Try and be kind. Yeah. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to bring negativity into it. But you have to. I think you have to arrive to that position of this isn't going to work. I have to... Be an adult mm-hmm. and use some communication and bring it to an end, right? Yeah. So it, it's hard to do, but it's but do it. But do it is the is this do the, it definitely do do it. But uh, and the reason I'm asking is we had a question in our Ghost of Boyfriends Past Group Therapy Group, and if you have not already joined that and you want to mm, be part of the conversation, please do. Um, and somebody asked exactly that question. It said, "I went on a date recently with a nice guy, but I don't think it was right for me. But I think he feels it was good and wants another date. How do I say I don't feel the same way?" Now, my knee jerk reaction was to just say. Just say exactly what you said there. Yeah. But then I realised that um, I think it might be a little bit different for women and men Sure. Yeah. answering this question. And uh, the story that I am going to bring, because today, instead of a guest for our main episode, uh, I'm going to bring a story that I have found um, online. Uh, and uh, it shocked me. Um, but I we're going to bring Zane... Producer Zane C. Weber on mic. Oh no, I get to prevaricate again. <laughs> yes. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about a story that might um, might kind of give some color to why you need yeah, to sure. take pause about the way that you let. No, I like it, but ultimately, you're not in charge or responsible for other how someone else is ultimately going to feel. And I agree. And look, my my heart would just say something along the lines of. Um, Thank you so much. I had a really lovely time, but I don't feel that we're right as a couple, but I wish you the best and in you your g- future dating endeavours. Uh, like, it's 2023. We're in the post-truth post <laughs> era, so you yeah. can spin it however you want. You can but say, there are a lot of people <laughs> who <laughs> feel like they have to lie. You, but you can, you can embellish. <laughs> you, you, can say, you can say, 
having having a lunch with you, uh, getting to having a chance to get to know you was was interesting and fun. But ultimately, you and I aren't going to work out. You can soften the blow a little bit, I think. You around, can, around but there. there were people in the feed on our group who were saying something similar happened to me, and I felt like I have to think up this big lie now. To and I was like, why? And then and then I discovered why. Yeah, my now friends. you have potential reasons for why. I think. Ah, uh, look, you have to. In these cases, you just have to do tell them in the exact same way that you would like to be told. Yeah, that's what you have to do. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I'm so worried about what you're about to say, but yeah, like you just have to be nice and just and, and if it, especially if they said, "Hey, I really enjoyed the first date. Looking forward to the next one. I felt we really vibed." You reply back going like, oh, unfortunately, I didn't feel the vibes. I don't think we're going to have a second date. Thank you very much for do the first one. The Very, very fair and valid. Do you think the average punter, the average person wandering around this planet knows how they want to be broken up with, knows how they want to be received good, bad news? You're like, ask self-aware yourself self-aware non-narcissists do. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Maybe Who would ever break up with a narcissist? How dare you? Maybe it's just me that has imaginary conversations with every person that I've ever met in my head compulsively. No, I do time. that too. I have to actually have every version of the conversation that I think that could happen so that how when it happens, I'm How else are you meant to know what I'm to prepared. say? <laughs> it's improvised, like uh, lads and lasses. It's this co- is it's why it's I am an actor and... Not an improviser. You just need your little scripts there. Well, it's a yeah, fascinating conversation. Let's explore it more as we unpack this here story that you've brought us. It's Ghost of Boyfriend's Past, everybody. It's a main episode. Tom Harris, Elizabeth Best, and Zane C. Weber, our trusty producer, joins us on mic. And I actually had someone write in and say, I really love it when Zane gets on mic. I really love his advice. I, so um I feel like I'm <laughs> I feel like I'm the dad and you're the cool teenagers. And I, <laughs> and I come in and go, Okay, kids, here's how it should be done. And then we feel chastised and go, Excuse me, you're doubting our expertise. We know everything and you know nothing, Dad. Get I, out of my room. I initially initially didn't like Zane coming on the microphone because you're so articulate and, and, and intelligent like, and, what are we here for? and warm and thoughtful. You can ho- run this podcast by yourself. But now I'm like, yes, Zane's on. I don't have to know. <laughs> I don't have to be. I can just be, yeah, as you said, a sort of uh, wild child. Right. Look, you all get there at the end. <laughs> <laughs> fine, fine, I'll take it. We're having words off mic, think, Zane. Every, t- every episode that I don't come on mic is because you're already doing the right thing. Mm. So I there's so mm. many more so of those. So when you pull the mic down, we have doubts. to be like, uh-oh, yeah. we're in trouble. Usually usually it's just like, oh, there's this other little thing that we haven't really touched on that I, I think maybe we should put it. in there. Yeah. But yeah. I know we're not being in trouble when you do that. <laughs> now I'm going to warn you. Okay. This story is rough. It's very rough. We will put a warning at the start of this episode. So you will have already heard that warning by the time this episode but we don't. begins. But I don't want to quite say that yet because I not I don't want to spoil it because it's a horrible thing to spring on someone, but I'm just going to let you know it's a tough app. Mm. Okay. okay everyone. All right. So I came across a TikTok um, and I will put the TikTok creator in the show notes um, that said, what is an important decision that you made that changed the entire, tra- entire trajectory of your life? Mm. And then it splits to this story, which I then recorded transcribed because it was a long one <laughs> and I'm going to read out for you Please, today. Thank you, and we thank you for your work. When I was 22, I agreed to go on a date with someone and after the second date, I decided that I wasn't really feeling it. I let him know that I wasn't really feeling it and I had a lot of other stuff going on right now and he said, yeah, that's okay. I got stuff going on too. 
and I thought everything was fine until about a month and a half later when he decided that everything was not fine. He starts messaging me hundreds of times a day telling me that he's changed his mind, that I had, quote, pissed in his Cheerios and that he was a good man and deserved a chance. Okay. <laughs> Timeline. Yeah, one, one date or two dates? Two dates. Two and dates. this is a month and a half after yeah. he said it was month cool. and a half. So he's just been stewing, clearly, for that month and a half. He's horny, probably. He's probably... I feel like he had other irons in the fire. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm... They blew up spectacularly in that month right. and a half. And now he's blaming the person that he went on this one on two dates with yeah. and, and wants to uh, basically... Exert control. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's you might, you might That's not have hit assertion. the bullseye there, Zane, but you're on the dartboard. I suspect <laughs> yeah. in this kind of arena. But yes, uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. How but let's unfolds. just let's just get it out there. Just like no, 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 none of no, this. You no. can go like, oh, I really regret that. And if you're really feeling that, and you really need it to be said, you can say that once. Mm. Yeah, and I would say hit the dump them button, but she kind of already did, and it didn't take. Yeah. So <laughs> at, at this point, you block. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, as soon as there's more than 20 texts in a day that go unresponded yep. to, block. At first, I blew it off and I was kind of annoyed, like, who do you think you are? But then it started to get really scary really quickly when he started sending me pictures of the outside of my house, <laughs> telling yeah, me that he was planning a raid and that he deserved a chance because he was a good man. Oh, sure. Sure. What good man? Sure. <laughs> Plans raids. Look, I'm going to Sends burn you down photos your ha- of your own house and says, "I give me a chance because I'm already right outside your Liz, house." He's a good guy. Okay, <laughs> he said. He said so himself. He's a good guy. If you don't go to go on a date with me, I'm burning down your property. But I'm a good guy. Yeah. So mm. here's where I would be scared about blocking at this stage because he mm-hmm. knows where you live. So you, you no longer have the option of blocking. And this is yes. one reason why I always recommend when you are going on dates with people to meet somewhere that is not your house when you don't know them. Now, they might be able to track you down because social yeah. media is scary, but at least protect yourself there. Mm-hmm. Don't let someone know your address until you know who they are. Yeah, fair. A detail that may or may not be important here as well is mm-hmm. what age are they? 22. She, she is said. 22. I don't know what age he was. This is kind of just post-college university. Mm. So I was wondering if, like, is he is he meaning it? Like, and obviously it shouldn't be interpreted this way and it, it would never be unless you're totally out of your brain, like a panty raid or, like, yeah, I'm going to breach your house. No, I think it's... I'm. Yeah. I think it's a breach. Okay. I think it's a breach. I don't think it's a fun frat boy. Yeah. Fun. I say fun in quote marks. Well, that's what I mean. Is it it a difference of interpretation, which it's really trying to like find a, oh, maybe you're not in danger right now. Yes, if you said I'm at your house and I'm going to do a raid, but no, when you have the picture of the outside of her house, that's when the line's crossed, I reckon. Oh, the, the I line, mean, the line is so far back yeah, by yeah, now. The line, but, the line is a month and a half ago. But I feel ago. like it can't be not creepy if someone sends you a photo of the outside of your house and you don't know they're yeah, there. Yeah, really what I'm trying to justify is not getting the police involved right away. Okay, so here we go. Yeah. 
Here we go. So this went on for like a month. I would wake up to dozens of phone calls and I started filing police reports. Good. Okay. He would then take photos of me filing the police reports and tell me that it was a stupid idea and that a restraining order was just a piece of paper. He would then take pictures of me talking to the police whenever they came around and I called them. And then the police weren't able to find him and he'd be like, oh, all they would have had to do was look up and see me. Okay. So I think this has stopped being a dating question. Yeah. Yeah, So this is not a question as so much as a story now. But what I wanted to do, I guess, by opening with the question that we opened with was highlight why people are afraid to tell the truth sometimes yes. when yeah. people well, like women mostly I don't I don't I can't speak from a man's perspective but women I know personally get quite anxious about a way to turn a man down because things can get real scary if you don't say exactly yeah. the right thing Absolutely uh, quickly a restraining order is more than just a state of mind or whatever he he said. It may be to you, chappy, but there, there's a whole set of legal. There's okay, a whole so legal weight and consequences point out then behind it. Co- some context that I haven't put in before is that this is in the US. Yeah. So it's not. I mean, a restraining order is not a crossbow. It's not a booby-trapped house, but it is something that the police can use to yes, arrest yeah. you <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> so okay. yeah, let, let's continue. He would talk to complete strangers about me pretending to be my friend, so I wasn't able to trust anybody. He would get information out of my neighbours by pretending that he was my boyfriend and saying he was just really worried about me. After two dates, this was after two dates, only two dates, I eventually had to move out of my apartment because it turns out a restraining order is truly just a piece of paper. Mm. And the funny thing about restraining orders that nobody tells you is that they actually have to serve the person in order for it to even matter. So in person, they have to hand it to you. So he would just ignore the process server whenever they would come to his door laugh at the note that they would leave on his door and send me pictures of the notes that the process servers would leave on my door saying, please contact me. Mm. Okay, that's the difference between the Australian and the American yeah. system. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and, and frustrating and angry making. Yeah, so basically if, if, if you ignore a process server, you don't get a restraining order. Yeah. It eventually got so bad that I stopped sleeping because he would tell me that he was outside, that he was planning a raid and that he was going to bring multiple people, kick down my door and that was going to be the end of it. At this stage, I went to the police probably five, maybe ten times. I filed ten police reports and they were like, there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. He hasn't hurt you, despite the fact that he was threatening to hurt me. So that's one thing that I think is a whole heap of bullshit. Mm. And I'm I'm not sure exactly what the laws are like in Australia compared to America, but the fact that they can't do anything unless the hurt has already occurred seems really fucked up to me. Yeah, I'm not sure what the law is like there either. But if, at the very least, this is harassment. Yeah. So there's laws being broken, at yeah. least in Australia. I think this kind of thing happens a a lot in particularly probably America more than uh, here in Australia or England, but I'm not saying it doesn't happen here, but just a reluctance to take 
victims or victims of crime seriously or like potential runaway or potential kidnapping cases, domestic violence cases. There's a whole lot of, well, until you're dead or, you know, something terrible has happened, we can't do anything. So it's this... But this is another reason why I also think there need to be structures that aren't the police set up to deal with this kind of stuff as well. Like, um, Uh, um, I'm going to go on a tangent for a second. A friend of mine was... um, assaulted in a taxi basically um was he was being really creepy he touched her leg she went into the police station they basically laughed her out of the police station saying he didn't hurt you maybe some that one of them actually said well maybe some people would do that to pay their fare so he hasn't actually done anything wrong um so we can't do anything she walked out of the police station in tears well can i touch you against your consent police officer exactly exactly like the the they are not they're equipped to deal with situations where people are having you know like guns or yeah. robberies they're not equipped to deal with sexual assault or harassment in this manner i don't believe at all um i wasn't able to keep a job at this time i would literally call this the year of the jobs because i had so many jobs it's not even funny because i would do things like not be able to sleep at all so when one of the on one of these jobs i fell asleep standing up on the first day because I was pretty much always awake, knowing that he was going to come for me. But eventually, I was able to move again. And I got, uh, I ended up getting a letter and a text message from my previous landlord telling me that they found holes in my last apartment and that I needed to go over the itemised receipt of the charges. So, then... Yeah, I, I, I want mm-hmm. more. I'm waiting. Yeah, what does holes mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went... Like and, and this this is A plus work on her part mm. because I would not think to do this, but I went to have a look up the link um, of this message that I got and it was an IP address grabber. So basically he was mm. she found out he was pretending to be the landlord woman at my apartment, trying to figure out where her new house was. Right. And trying to get the address by pretending to be the landlord. So that's it's scary. That's fucking yep. scary. Uh, he would send me empty packages to my old house and would put the address on the package do not forward address correction requested because he was hoping that someone mm, in the building yep. would go ahead and send him my new address instead of forwarding the package. He found me on every form of social media and every time he found me I would just delete it. So I became extremely isolated from everyone that I knew. I could not trust anyone to not accidentally give him information because he might be pretending to be somebody else. After I moved, I did feel safer because at least he didn't know where I was. I finally got a detective assigned to my case because he had started letting me know that he was going to kill me and that he was going to get away with it. He specifically told me that he knew he was going to get away with it because he was a white man and I was a black woman and he would get away with anything. Okay. That give that puts another whole layer mm. on top of this, yeah, doesn't it? Oh, that's rough. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, look, I. Oh, mm. you're you're dealing with a whole grapple of emotions there. Zane. Well, no, it's really just like, uh, it and and it's scary. speaking it's from scary. the privilege of being a big white guy who is scary when angry. Oh, <laughs> I just, just like this one-on-one. 
just like him and me. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. But again, yeah. like that's me and that's not everyone is capable of doing that. Um, and, and might not be effective and would probably provoke this situation. So yeah, that's right. And look, yeah. the best part about this not being a guest in the room is that we can threaten on Mike. I don't care about that rule today. So <laughs> we, feel free. Um, so, so she's finally had a detective assigned to her case. Good. Um, when I met with the detective, uh, he told me that there was probably a misunderstanding because he'd had a conversation with this guy and he seemed like a nice guy. I'm sorry. Like, I'm laughing because I, I want to throw it a is, chair against it, a wall. Yeah. It's laughably poor because you're a police officer, right? And your job is to generally investigate crimes and mm-hmm. all sorts. And the, you in, you interview someone and you believe they're what you just believe them. Um, they, first what, of all, assigning f- a male yes, 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 as well. Fuck me. to that case. No. No. I I can see the logic behind doing it, especially if that detective is going to talk to this guy. But in this situation, there is documented evidence of mm. trying to get restraining orders or getting restraining orders, and that has followed up to this point. And that's exactly why you do that, so that if anything does happen, there is a police record yes. of harassment that you can call on to basically prove your case that mm-hmm. this is not just an isolated event, it's premeditated. Oh, yeah, this is angry. This gave me feelings of um, the episode that we had Lucy on when um, she was telling us of the horrific abuse that she was suffering mm. at the hands of her then husband and the police came and was buddy-buddy and arrested her yeah. after she yeah. was the victim in that situation. I just I was furious. Anyway, the detective said he seemed like a nice guy and I knew in that moment that this man was going to kill me and he was going to get away from it. I was literally going to be a Facebook memorial. I was going to be on someone's T-shirt because he knew what he could do. He knew exactly what he could get away with and he knew exactly what to say to let people, to have people let him get away with it. So I started blocking phone numbers and then he would just download apps and get new phone numbers. So it didn't really matter. It was okay though at that point because I still felt a little bit safe because at least he didn't know where I was. Yep. Mm. And then I registered to vote. And in America, when you register to vote, your address is then public record. So he found me. Uh, I grew up in Southern California. I grew up very anti-firearm because my dad was paralyzed from the chest down for months. Um, A couple of months before I was born, just a couple of months before I was born. And uh, sorry, the way that it's transcribed here, it's not done a great job. Uh, It says, uh, and he and my mum were both shot just sitting in a car, minding their own business and some random initiation type of thing. So I am very anti-firearm. But it got to the point where I was like, holy shit, no one is coming to save me. Like, I am a law-abiding citizen. I am doing everything that I am supposed to be Mm, doing. And these people keep telling me that there is nothing they can do unless he hurts me. Yeah. You need get a gun. Yes. Get uh, several guns. The United States of America is very au fait with uh, stand-your-ground laws, the castle doctrine, and and, uh, the two-way, the the right to bear arms. She's black. Oh yes, and has a oh yes, no, do, do, do not. Yes, yeah, you're I know, but like, that's yeah. fucking but like, terrifying. <laughs> like the cops would probably show up and be like, "Stand down, man!" Bang. You yeah, know, after like, I mean, after they've killed the neighbors, of course. Yep, yep, um, yep, yep. But at, but at this point, like, what every every other avenue has been blocked off. Yep. So there is it, it, when you're feeling that powerless, 
you gr- you take anything you can get. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, like I'm anti-gun as well, but if I was in this situation, I would have done this a lot earlier. Yeah, I think yeah. probably. Yeah. At 22? At, well, yeah, 22, even faster than now. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> not, not that I was more reckless then, but I, 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 I didn't have as much control over my own life then. Right. So I would have, I would have been driven to that point earlier. I think when yeah. I was when I was younger. Okay. So at this point, he started to get really frustrated that he was not able to reach me, and he started to let me know that hey, I needed to meet him at a certain place when he was going to start making good on his plan. And by this time, there wasn't too many ways that he could get in contact with me. It got down to the point where he found me on Duolingo and then started messaging me on there. Genius. This is after two I had, dates. I had zero idea that you yeah, could use apparently Duolingo. you can find people on Duolingo. Okay, I know that you can like find people people and search for people on Duolingo. I didn't know that you could send messages to them. Yeah, apparently. Apparently. You've got to do it in French though. You have to do it in the language. <laughs> Otherwise the, the owl will stare yeah, you down. Right. <laughs> oh dear. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. And eventually he did find out where my new location was. I don't know how. He took pictures of my place and then created an account and made me go look at it to prove like, hey, I know where you live now. And I'm about to make good on my plan because I don't have too many ways to contact you anymore. I'm just like, that's fucking horrifying. Just quietly horrified, yes, at this table, yeah, wow. And so she says, and so I had to swallow the distaste that I had for firearms because I hated them. I felt like they took my father's legs away. They took my child away. I was never going to have a father-daughter dance. I was never going to have any of these things because of somebody's decision. I felt like people who owned firearms were irrational people who couldn't hold conversations and couldn't de-escalate situations. And I had to make the decision to buy a gun. Now, I don't want to advocate to buying guns. I don't want to advocate for anyone to purchasing them. I resent the fact that I had to, hashtag America. Mm. I don't want any far-right group from here to use me as an example as why people should own firearms because they shouldn't. We should just have better laws to actually protect people. But see, I, this is exactly the reason. This is a great example of why guns should be harder to come by. Yep. Because these people exist and feel like they are empowered to do these things because they could just overpower you. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. And then she says, but I digress. Okay, so we're about seven months in now after two Dates. I knew him for three weeks as a person. Three weeks and now seven months. He has been my stalker for seven months. He sent his last message demanding that I meet him at Caesars Palace in Vegas because it was his birthday. And that was it. Now, I'm going to say this this, bit's, this next bit is gross. I'm sorry. Skip forward about 10 seconds. Uh, he told me that if he didn't, he was going to meet me, find me and use my blood as lube and I gave all of these messages to the police and still they said, we can't do anything. At this point, I'm selling the gun. I'm hiring some guys to go to Caesar's Palace on that day yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and find him. Look, yeah. Yeah, and then... Well, well, I didn't do it. I had nothing to do with anything. Then she gets done for conspiracy to commit murder. And she's like, but I didn't hurt anybody. And you said you couldn't arrest anybody if I didn't do it. (laughs) Okay. 
So obviously she didn't go. He says he started showing up outside of my new house and just banging on the door and ringing the doorbell for a really long time. For years, I wasn't able to hear doorbells ringing because of how horrifying this sound was just waiting. Ring, 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 ring. I would be recording him ringing my doorbell with the phone and and then on the phone with the police at the same time and he would still dodge the police. I have actual videos where he was walking and then I see him run in the opposite direction just as the police turn the corner and they're like, oh, oh, we couldn't find him. Frustrating. It's frustrating. Uh, Dear, I mean, look, I'm not a fan of cops to begin with. We know this. We know this about you and we love you. (laughs) This story is not, it doesn't paint them in a kind light. Nope. Um, And I, I wish, I wish I disbelieved it. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. I wish that you could be like, no, that would never happen. But. I know at least two people it actually has happened to. Yeah, and I think this is, it it really is, it's an example of people's willingness to accept the path of least resistance, even when their job is literally not to accept the path of least resistance, but to actually put a stop to it. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, frustrating. Particularly when the Supreme Court in in that nation judged that the police do not have to protect you they don't have to yeah, that's just a that's just a slogan that's not yeah, a directive just, so there is no seven <laughs> protect our own butts is what's in yeah. brackets underneath that our so, asses so yeah when we discuss guns and sending people around to meet this guy and get tough with him it sucks that yeah. that you that these extreme measures have to be brought up in these in these situations. I don't know what a solution is. It, clearly, different jurisdictions around the world, different nations, different countries will have completely different uh, rules. To, yeah. So Google your own fucking your own. That's rules. the thing. I I do have a non-violent strategy that I would have suggested to this person had I been their friend. I'm gonna wait to see how the story pans out before we kind of discuss we that. We can chat it in lessons learned for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, at that point I was like, holy shit, this man is actually going to murder me. This is actually going to happen. Um, he showed up one more time and it was 6 o'clock in the morning and then I didn't hear anything from him again. Hmm. And there's like this horrifying thing when you're experiencing something where it's a daily barrage of this type of harassment to when it stops and you think that you would feel good about it. But I remember feeling like it was like sharks circling you in the water and then they disappear and you realise that you were comforted by the fact that you could see the sharks and now you can't see them and I couldn't see him Mm. and I was terrified. The eye Mm -hmm. of the storm, it's eerily quiet, it's too quiet, Mm -hmm. yes. He was quiet for another two weeks. I didn't hear anything after the near daily harassment for nine months at this point. At this time, I had been so afraid that I very, very rarely slept. I knew that if he came for me, I couldn't be in the back room of my apartment. Like, I needed to be in the living room. And I was so afraid all the time that I started sleeping with a chair lodged against my door because if he came for me, then I needed a couple of seconds head start. I knew I needed time to slow him down. And then, in September, he came for me. He kicked down my door and I remember just grabbing my firearm off the table 
and I wasn't angry. I wasn't upset. I had just made a decision that it was either him or me and I chose me and I shot him. And I remember him being like, oh, fuck, you shot me. And then he stopped and then he disappeared. And I thought that I was going insane because I didn't see anything after that. I couldn't see anything after that. I just, everything went blank. And I called the police and I told them, hey, I just shot my stalker and I, and I can't find him. And I was like, holy shit, I'm going to jail tonight. I just fired a gun in an apartment building. 30 minutes later, they showed up and they found him and he was hiding in the bushes. The police dogs caught him. Normally, any time that the police came, he would just run from them. Uh, but he didn't recognise at that moment how hurt he was. Yeah, so was all he could do that. was crawl off into the bushes. And I remember feeling so glad at that point that other people could see him, that I mm. wasn't going crazy, that yes. another human in this life had seen this man and what he had done. So long story short, he didn't die. He did go to jail. It's a shame. So yeah. for I wonder for if it just for that one incident, or if they I wonder if they took in all of the police reports and all that into account in his sentencing. Curious. Mm. Um, he said, but he was pretty jacked up, and I mean, I think that means hurt, yeah, yeah. in the way that she's using it. Um, I knew at that point that I needed my firearm to be an extension of myself. So I started working in a gun range and being part of a refuse to be a victim courses to help other women feel empowered to protect themselves. Also, long story short, I ended up getting heavy metals toxicity working in the gun range and I was not in a good headspace to go working there immediately <laughs> after having that type of thing happen to me without fully had dealing with what happened. So I ended up leaving and then started working in a call centre that was helping people. I think that was Good. like I get the need to feel extremely empowered at that point in time, and I'm, you know, I don't advocate gun use, but I think the problem with after something like that, the empowerment can quickly turn to toxicity. Yes, and, and literally heavy metals toxicity at yeah, this yes, point, because right. like uh, it's a horrible phrase, and I don't mean it in the way that idiots mean it. But not every guy is crazy stalker. Yeah. But you are right to fear that every guy is a crazy stalker because they exist. This is the thing. This is like that meme I keep seeing with the people that keep getting upset with um, uh, the not all men. Anyone who says not all men should be put into a pit with, with a bunch one, of snakes. And one is venomous. <laughs> and one of them is venomous. <laughs> yeah, but not all of them. And let's see how afraid they are. I love it. I love it. Um, so she's working at this call center and I ended up becoming a life coach, which ended up becoming a consultant and it moved me across the country and I worked there for five or six years and it gave me a foothold then to be able to work for big tech, which afforded me the life that I have now. Right now I am in Bali, eat, pray, loving my heart out mm. and I never would have had the bravery to live the life and do the things that I've done and have the experience that I had if I hadn't had to choose myself in that very, very crucial way. Most people never get put to the test of having to choose their life. And so now it was awful and I wish it had never happened, but I live my life in a way that I do because I have felt the darkness before and I understand that at any point in time someone could try and take that away from me. So I don't take it for granted and I never will again. Gee. Well, I mean, well done for, for pulling it around. But to... 
first thing that strikes me is I forgot the age. It's twenty-two year old woman. Yeah, I couldn't deal with that now, and I'm a decade up further than that, and I'm a man. <laughs> you know, I'm six foot. So what a what a when you're so young and unsure about yourself still and your place in the world, and to have this this maniac knocking on your door, I'm after wonder- two dates. Yes, that was my. I was going to try. I, I will say, sometimes it doesn't even take two dates. Sometimes it's a guy that serves you in the coffee coffee shop, and that'll or, do it, yeah. Yeah. or that buys coffee from you in the coffee I, shop. Yeah. I wonder. Is this his only case of stalking? Is this the only person that he's Well, that one he's would ever presume stalked? yes because of the fact that police kept making reports and there wasn't like, well, yeah. he's got a precedent for this mm, um, I wonder, with other people. Maybe I mean, she's just crazy. You would hope, but still even then you're giving the police in this story a lot of credit. That doesn't sound no. like they Even listen. the detective assigned to her case after he threatened to kill her said, I think it might have been a misunderstanding because I talked to him and he was a pretty nice guy. Yeah. I wonder Fuck that it, man he, to man. He did go to he, did, to go bro, to, he bro. did go to prison in this story. Yes. Uh, so I wonder what that trial was like. Uh, if they used all the the police reports, all the I wonder if they had all that information. So I have dropped a message to this person to ask. Um, this is the thing. I decided to read it out because I dropped a message to them to ask if they could come on, and I haven't been able to hear back yet. And they put this into the public yeah, yeah. domain, but. Um, I'm still uh, wanting to have a chat with her about, um, I guess, what happened afterwards and her mm. mental health and how she got back onto the path mm. of, of being able to eat, pray, love herself in Bali, you know? Yeah, and I think that she might be giving this guy a little bit too much credit for what she's achieved because I think I thought that too. I think yes, this is kind of an inciting event where you had to make a big choice and it affected you and your outlook. But I think that a person who has that capability doesn't necessarily need to have their life threatened to achieve. No, she had potential. that in her. Yeah, all the time. And I think and the impulse that it came to, to reach out and help other people isn't everyone's impulse in this in this kind of situation no. either. So I think there's something to be said rather than going down the toxic route of gun ownership and and vigilantism, which is where me and my fantasies went immediately. Yeah, yeah. you went out and you reached out to other people and helping yes. people in need. And I mean, that's she what tried the gun on. ownership and vigilantism <laughs> at the gun range first and uh, then realised it's probably not a healthy environment to work out when you've not dealt with your shit. I grew up on a farm. I know or well, I knew how to use a gun safely. <laughs> I'm not sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick one up now. I wouldn't trust you with a gun now. <laughs> um, but the, I think that's my strategy from the very start there would have, I, I think what I would have if I was this girl's, friend or co-worker, I would have suggested, hey, make a community around yourself Mm. so you have people to protect you. He's trying to isolate you. Play against that. Print flyers and hand them out to your neighbour saying, hey, this person is threatening me. Here is some of the texts that he's sending me. Here is some of the threats that he's making. Do you know what would surprise me, though, is that if all of a sudden she gets a process server turn up on her door for defamation? Well, exactly right. Yeah, (laughs) and and that's the thing. (laughs) I'm saying that from my privilege Mm, of 
big white guy who's yeah. can take a few steps towards provoking the situation. Yeah. But this I think as thing. soon as more people are kind of gathered around you and he has to deal with other people. This shit thrives in the shadows. Absolutely. This is what we always say about abuse on this show is that abuse thrives in the shadows and the more people you can tell about it and the louder you can get about it, the less likely it is to be able to stay hidden for long. When you're alone, whether that be physically alone or or isolated, mm. it's easy it's so much easier to inspire fear and all those horrible things mm. that he's trying to do to you. But you're but right. just if imagine you can, if you if can draw the curtains a bit more. Sitting on your block, taking photos of your house and he sees a group of three people that he doesn't know walking along stapling flyers with his face on yeah. it to 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 telephone posts along your street going yeah. have you seen this man he's currently stalking me please don't give any personal information yeah. that you wouldn't have like have a chat to your yeah. neighbors and say yeah. he's stalking me he may try and trick you but please don't let him and i guess the the crucial thing that we don't hear about in this story is what kind of support network or friends yeah. this person had. So if if they're in a position where they don't have family that can support them and they don't have a wide friendship group, that just makes it even worse. So that I would be going the flyers on the on the lampposts. But yeah, and, and like obviously like he drove you away from work and things like that. But like again again, now you know that there are groups of people out there mm. that can help you. And I think that's really the message that we should leave with this is like even if you have no single close friend or family member in the world, there are strangers out there who are willing to help you. You just need to ask them. Um, And like, that's the thing. If someone walked into my office and said, hey, this is happening to me, I wouldn't care who they were. I would dedicate a a significant amount of my time and energy to making sure that they were safe. A hundred percent. And there are also groups on Facebook. I know um, that I joined a couple (laughs) just for fun that are just like, you know, Brisbane friendship group for people over thirties kind of thing, just to kind of, well, to see if I could find guests for the podcast really. (laughs) But the amount of goodwill and generosity, like someone's like, I'm, I'm, yeah. Can you imagine if you told this story to one of the true crime fan Facebook groups, Uh-oh. the amount of digital sleuthing that they would do to protect you. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't. I, I, no one will go harder. Why didn't harder. I think of that before No now? one will go harder on your behalf than a true crime Facebook sleuth <laughs> group. They may go hard in the wrong direction, but they'll do oh, it yeah. with passion. Oh, yeah. Uh, so but the Lessons Learned is probably a case of what Zane's saying, where the official channels sometimes are pathetic like the police like sometimes they can but try the official channels as early oh, yes. as you need to but if they fail there are other ways yeah so and, and probably more than i even i realize there's probably more groups dedicated to this mm. than i think the, with more names so it's probably a case of hitting the internet in your local part of the world and seeing what's local to you unfortunately there's not one global bureau that i can point you towards yeah mm. speak to anyone at your work that you think you can trust speak to Anyone at college, if there's like a a guidance counsellor or like a, you know, I don't know, like if you don't have a personal support network, there are strangers on the internet who will fiercely defend you as much as there are ones that will stalk you. (laughs) You're absolutely right, uh, Liz, off the top. We were lightheartedly saying, how do you you say no to someone? And you're right. You you, you try and do that. Like it seems like such an easy question, but also for... I, I guess for some people it's a really touchy thing. Do you think thing. 
it, it wasn't really addressed in the story and there's no reason it needed to be. Do you think he was triggered by something she said? Or was it just wrong place, wrong time, wrong I was person? pondering this. Remember, the man had a six-week break before yeah. he... So something happened in something, that time He frame, either I was know. stewing over it, rocking back and forth in his own sad little lounge room about it, or like Zane said, he had a few irons in the fire and when they all said no, he turned in cell. Um, oh, or maybe he read the like a dating game book or something like yeah, that and got radicalised. I'm a nice guy. I'll raid yeah. your house if you don't date <laughs> me. I'm so nice. I'm going to raid your house. Mm. Yeah. I, I honestly think that um, there's nothing that she could have said wrong or yeah. right to provoke this. Like I honestly think that it's just if he didn't do it to her, he was going to do it to somebody else. Like that kind of obsessiveness does not go away and that kind of stuff does often. And this is what shits me, right? Because I listen to so much true crime and most of the murders that I hear about and that I talk about started off like this and no one did a fucking thing. And then all of a sudden Ted Bundy's happening and there are a bunch of women in the ground and people finally start giving a shit once people's entire lives have literally been destroyed. Yeah. It's, um, that's the thing. Like, I think when coming back to the initial question of like, how, what do you say? Anything you say to soften the blow of like, I'm not interested, I think can give them that skerrick of hope that keeps them coming back. So you're like, oh, look, it's just a really tough time for me. I'm really busy. Mm. Six weeks time is like, oh, are you less busy now? Or- yeah. Or the, the, um, Oh, what was that? No, it's gone. My ADD brain has just gone. It was one of those things where... common excuse. Yeah, or people are saying like, oh, um, you're a a really lovely guy, but, you know, I, I... I'm too busy right now or I, you already said that one. No, what was the one I was thinking of? It was good. No, nah, keep talking and it'll come back to me. <laughs> I don't know. Is but it it's one of any, any excuse that isn't about them and you not being compatible is yeah. something that they can read as a, how about now? Yeah. And I think that's, it's just kind of like, Hey, I'm not digging it. Sorry. Yeah. I think you're great, but yeah. I don't feel like you're going to be great. For me. Oh, that's the let's be friends one because oh, then. never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone <laughs> suggested in their group. Someone's like, oh, you know, let's be friends. Um, I, you know, I think we'd be good friends or, or, you know, I'm happy to catch up as friends. Never, 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 unless, never, never. Unless. They're already a friend. You legitimately want to be their friend and nothing else. Yes. And yes. you haven't kind of progressed very far down that romance route and you're so it's like and if you're very sure that that person also has no feelings for you exactly yeah Mm. so you have to you have to be there are very strict provisos there like and that's the thing i have to say that i have to put those provisos in there because the gay community it is very common for a hookup to turn into a friendship i would love that to happen (laughs) that's like my ideal scenario so and so and and that's just because of like the limit of the market for both gay friends and gay lovers so like those provisos are there but again it is it is more difficult as a woman, um, and specifically as a straight woman. Yeah. <laughs> so unfor- yeah, unfortunately, Sucks for us out there. Unfortunately, there isn't one to answer the ultimate question off the top. There isn't one answer, like one neat answer that fits everyone. So probably a bit more brutality a little in in your in your just no. I just I don't think see. I just think it can be clinical in a kind way, yeah. right? Hmm. Like that's that's always my philosophy is that. You know, you say what you mean, 
So you don't say any of the wishy-washy let's be friends or I don't have time or I'm so busy right now or I am not sure if I want a full-time relationship right now. You just say, I don't think that we're really compatible, but I did have a really great time. Um, you seem really lovely and best of luck with your dating endeavours in the future. Thank you so much. Yeah, don't let them weasel either. And they're like, oh, I just really liked you as a friend. Could we hang out as friends? You're just like, mm, not right now. If you still feel the same way in six months, let me know. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. Because clearly if they're trying to, you know, and then they'll be the one that's complaining about you friend zoning them when yeah. literally you didn't even want them <laughs> in your life in the first place. So, and if you're if you're a nice, uh, whole like wholesome, nervous maybe person that you don't and you don't want to hurt people, being sort of cold can feel brutal, can feel mean. But it doesn't even have to be cold. Clinical, yeah, clinical and kind is, the word I was going is for. different from cold. But I think so. You can be in the moment, feel like beating yourself up for you feel like a horrible person. But no, it's 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 okay. It's okay. Look, honesty is nice. Yeah. Even even if it's brutal and not what they want to hear. It's nice because you're not ex- you're you're not expecting that they have to be babied. Yes, it's like this is the the truth. I feel really bad saying this, but I'm not feeling the vibe. I'm mm. feeling really uncomfortable about saying that, but I'm not feeling it. It's really kind of gross situation, so I'm really sorry. Yeah, so some of yeah. you can be sorry and not feel you can like lean it. into how awkward and weird it is. Like yeah. oh, that's what I tend to do with my whole life. <laughs> so some of some of you dear readers at home may need to. That may be an area of your life that you need to work on. Uh, how to how to be heard, sort of. I uh, want to know how I want to know how readers at home have let people down and whether it's gone well. <laughs> like I want to hear the best time that it happened where you just felt really good about the situation, and I want to hear stories about when it's gone not so well and either what you would have done differently or what happened in that yeah, situation no, or, and what others can learn from it or if you've ever felt like the bad guy even though if you've ever felt that feeling of being the bad person even though you're Tom, not i feel doing that the- feeling on a daily <laughs> basis and in, in 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 rejecting someone so uh yes please send <laughs> us a send us a note to ghost of boyfriends past at gmail.com any story short long you can have you in on in person into the studio here or we'll read a, a louder story as we have before and if you've even found a really long nice reddit story that you think would make, yeah. make a good main episode send all of that in as well like send me memes send me whatever you think you want me to say online i'm your puppet let me do it let me just let me just you know you tell me what to say i'll say it it's i mean within reason that, i mean that, you sound like you're spooking an only fans yeah, right. <laughs> just tell me what to do you say it i'll do it i don't have an only fans and i will never sorry <laughs> i am too shy um that is Ghosts of Boyfriends Pass yes. for the week. Uh, thank okay. you, Zane, for coming on mic thank once you. more. You're very welcome. And thank you, Tom, for oh, being an excellent host as always. <laughs> and I would just like to say um, if you are ever put in a situation where you feel uncomfortable, as we were saying, tell someone about it. Tell anyone else about it. Don't tell the cops about it. Well, I mean, <laughs> tell the cops about it. But, like, tell everyone about it. Be as loud mm. as you can because this shit thrives when people are quiet. Thanks, guys. And I just need to record a little warning this story. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off-limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.